0: Hello and welcome to the Gary Miller show. I have with me one of my best friends, awesome dude, uh saved me from being homeless in Chicago. <laughs> he is a head wrestling coach at Jefferson Junior High. He is a teacher and he's also starting the uh War Dog uh regional training center. They're training a lot of good wrestlers out there. That's you and Danny Baldaris, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's correct.
0: Uh and you and you and Danny are both, you know, college wrestlers. You guys I've had a lot of experience coaching you guys have had a lot of experience wrestling and competing um how long how long have you guys known each other
1: uh i've known danny since we were like freshmen in high school we we started we trained together over at downer's grove north and then competed against each other you know in college because he was over at elmhurst while we were wrestling at augie
0: that's pretty diverse too so i i'm curious about this man we we wanted to talk about coaching and specifically coaching wrestling man um how long have you been coaching at the junior high level
1: so this is my eighth year i got this job right out of school and um i've been teaching and coaching there ever since this is my my eighth year but only my we missed the COVID season and then we had uh like right when the COVID first got canceled we had our kids do like our little state walk all excited to go on thursday night we were about to leave friday morning and like thursday night they canceled state so i've had like six full seasons but i've been there for eight years
0: Wow. Dude, I, I think that was such a bummer when that happened for so many people. And I think it was really cool to see you posted it or, or uh, Jefferson Junior High posted it for the kids getting that state walk going down the hall. What was that like for you?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I actually brought that to our school once uh, like once I got there. I think I just saw it in the video like but just like building up mm-hmm. that community, and getting kids like excited to want to be a part of something like you know we have the kids like and they'll like carry all the awards that we won throughout the year and it's just kind of one of those where we try to just promote it as much as we can cuz so many kids are like on this kind of stuff nowadays that we want it to look like something that people want to be a part of so like just the marketing piece and then having all the kids share it is something that you know just gets more people wanting to be involved
0: and I, it's kind of curious, you talk about like creating culture, like what are some things that you've learned about creating culture as a coach?
1: Um, I mean, 100% it, it's on the coach to build any type of culture. Like that was one of the things I was thinking about, Of like when we were first starting to build a program, it's just kind of like getting kids excited and especially at the youth level it's just, you know, relentless recruiting. Like every single kid I see in the hallway that like has a heartbeat, I'm telling them that like, hey, I think you could be really good at this. You know, you really got to get this going. Like just trying to like get kids involved. And I think a classic one that I always be, I'll be like bugging kids to join if they're kind of being resistant. And I'm like, how many coaches have ever walked up to you and told you they really want you on their team? You know, just because that mm. doesn't really happen. especially at this level, if they're just like signing up for, it's the first time they're doing like really full seasons. So it's just like getting kids uh, excited to just get in the door. That's always the first step. And then um, once the season actually starts, it's like high expectations right away. Um, I I try to train the kids as much as I can, like as close to the way I would train, like high school kids as close to the way that we would train in college. Obviously at the beginning, um, you have to start at lower levels, but like, you know, there's no, I try not to train any of my kids to be good middle school wrestlers. I try to train my kids to be 100% prepared for high school. And you know, for those listeners that don't may not understand some of this, but like you will, it's like, you know, there's like cheap techniques that, that will like work against people that don't know what they're doing, that are like quick success things, but it's not like the core fundamentals of like what makes a program good. So we try to just train as much as we can, uh, like, like we would, you know, in like a, a high school
0: room. I think that's cool what you talked about, too, as far as, like, instilling good fundamentals and not necessarily, like, junk moves. Because there's so many, like, TikTok moves out there nowadays. Um, And I even see, like, kids still referencing that Flying Squirrel by Ellis Coleman, you know. Yeah. And there's kids being like, hey, when am I going to learn this? And I'm like, never.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, we we always have, you know, in the first, like, rookie tournaments and things, we have so many kids just getting, like, just caught in like stupid you know like chin whips or like little goofy like crappy headlocks and things like that you know they Mm -hmm. get so mad like why aren't you teaching us this i'm like because it's really junk like you really don't see a lot of um high level high school high level college guys getting caught in this and then somebody will always be like oh well what about austin gomez or somebody who's like some freak greco guy and it's like yeah but that's not the norm like most you know you try to just stick with like fundamentals that will get kids good. And I think that's really like we're really starting to see the benefits of that. Like I had a second year wrestler take third in state this year and he beat a defending state finalist and he like barely made it to state as a first year. And it's like the only reason that's happening is because we're just teaching good fundamentals. And obviously there's athletic ability along with that, but like uh at the youth level, it's really just like a lot of drill and kill, but then like, you really got to keep some balance of fun and competitive success. Like, we have a lot of days where it's, like, I always try to, like, we we condition pretty hard, like, and I always will be, like, grab the wall. And, like, every once in a while, we'll, we'll be doing sprints super hard. And every once in a while, I'll grab the wall. I'll we'll give some, like, pep talk about how we're trying to, like, get the kids juiced up, how you got to be a fighter. And I'm, like, but it's also about fun sometimes, and we're going to do dodgeball. And then we, like, end the practice with, like, some yeah. dodgeball and <laughs> things like that. Just to kind of, like, because at this level, it's, like, you're trying to build like a, a love for the sport and um you know for people that don't know like I at middle middle school in Illinois I, I work with fifth through eighth graders so they're like 10 to 14 years old and a lot of them have like zero experience showing up um so it's really about just like developing kids to be disciplined you know to to have integrity to be hard workers and um you know we're really seeing the benefits of that because we just had a uh, our first two or like our, our first high school state champ from my room so he first started as a sixth grader and now he as a senior in high school he was a state champ which is pretty awesome uh, we've had multiple kids who are all state and a lot of them didn't grow up with that like huge club background a lot of them just started in our room which um, you know I'm always happy to see kids having success at the next level and wanting to do it I've got you know I'll have four four kids from when I first started the wrestling in college now so it's just like it's really validating and, and fulfilling to see them you know start loving the sport that that I love
0: I think that's really cool what you're talking about too is like you're getting them to love it and wrestle at the next level um, I'm curious with and you've talked about like you know developing them in the classroom and stuff like that have you seen a change from them starting wrestling in the classroom and how they behaved how they've approached academics and stuff like that have you seen like so, the changes that you've installed there
1: so I may not see as much in like their day-to-day personal lives just because I'm only seeing them in the room but there I feel like there are a lot of parents that are always thanking me at the end of the year not even about like You know winning and losing just like my kid is more disciplined now because of this like my kids a harder worker because of this like the things my kid says of like dealing with adversity is like a better person because of this i really don't think there's there's really any sport in the world that that does it like wrestling just because Mm -hmm. you know like we're going back and we're kind of saying how you want to keep it a, a level of balance and a level of competitive success like there's like almost nothing worse than than losing in wrestling right so like you know Mm -hmm. where we always want to say we're keeping it fun it's hard to keep it fun if you're getting beat up every day so it's a sport that like really shines a light on you know who you are as a person like are you a fighter or are you a quitter like are like are you going to try to find an excuse for when you lose are you going to suck it up and say I made a mistake and here's what I have to do better you know it it really shines a light on like you know, there, there's no one else to blame. There's no there's nowhere to hide. You, you really get to see and, and in any combat sport, jiu jitsu, boxing, like you really only have yourself to rely on. And if you don't get it done, it's because you don't get it done. And also the reality of sometimes you could work absolutely as hard as you can. You can do everything right. And you're still not good enough. And that's just is how it is. And you got to find a way to deal with that and bounce back and especially nowadays the way that we like coddle kids in school and how like it's impossible to fail and there's no adversity like any type of adversity is kind of like given taken away by a counselor or a parent like i think that there are a lot of this, especially i mean i know women's wrestling is getting huge but for especially like young boys like i think that it's a really great environment uh to be in just to be tough and but really it's good for anybody we we have We had our most girls on the team this year we had a little fifth grade girl who was like literally beating up eighth grade boys it was pretty awesome so i think it's a sport that is hard to replicate it's a sport that is you know obviously made a massive impact on me and that's why i I love you know sharing what i know with the kids
0: i i think it's interesting what you said too it's it's a sport for everybody you know i think what's cool and i i had this experience this year coaching girls a little bit Where, you know, you go to boys tournaments and guys aren't talking to each other and you have a lot of these guys like Thomas Gilman, you know, or like, it's just standoffish, you know, it's just very standoffish. Like the girls, I I thought this was so interesting, dude. They had music going like Taylor Swift was playing and I swear to God, the whole gym was singing along. (laughs) It was like I was at a concert. It was, it was, it was incredible. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this.
1: I definitely you know, think so I, I think
0: it's going to be good for the sport.
1: I definitely think it's changing, too. Just, like, the idea, like, I know when I was growing up competing, like, it was, like, so much of a, like, it's me versus you. I'm trying to rip your head off. Like, I don't need to like you. You're not my friend type thing. And I feel like that that mm-hmm. mindset, like, while it's still there sometimes, you see, like, a lot of kids just, like, You know, it's like once the match is over, like they're kind of like hanging out and talking afterwards. And I'm like, man, I would never hang out with a kid who just beat me up like that. But like, you know, it's just like a different it's just a different kind of era. Like the kids are a little different. I see a lot of kids, you know, like hanging out and chatting with each other after matches or just something that like I know when I was in like high school or college, it just like wouldn't happen. Even like the guy that I'm starting this training center with, like I kind of hated him when we were competing against them, you know, like I was like, I don't (laughs) want to like, um, but uh, but you know, obviously, once the season's over, you know, you're good friends again. But when you're trying, what mm-hmm. like uh, I, I we, tr- we definitely try to teach those kids like uh, how we how to like flip that switch, and it's like you know, there's a time yeah. for for being friendly, and there's a time for like, hey, I'm going to try to compete to the best of my ability, and I, I doesn't, I don't care who's across from me, I'm going to go 100. Uh, percent
0: It's interesting you talk about like the, the mental stuff you learn from wrestling, but like sports in general, like that compartmentalization technique to like flip the switch. Um, is there like stuff you kind of implement where you're like, Hey, here's how we train this, here's how you turn it on turn it off. Yeah. Uh, we definitely do
1: a lot of like wrestling mindset stuff when it comes to, um, being a competitor, like it's kind of one of those things where mm-hmm. like you can't really worry about winning and losing. Cause then you're not focusing on the things that will help you to win. And it's like some kids, like I, I had a kid uh, just this year, it was like after every match, he would be posting on Instagram, like, oh, like 2022 20, season, like 1-0, and 2-0 three and oh and i'm like bro i'm like dude you are like completely missing the point of like the second something starts to go wrong you're gonna freak out because you're so worried about winning and losing right and that's kind of how i was as an athlete Mm -hmm. i I remember like before my matches even in in college like i would just have like my record in like bright red letters or bright red numbers like burned into my head before my match i wasn't thinking about scoring i wasn't thinking about staying in a good stance all i was thinking about is like Oh, if I win this match and then this next match, like, then I'll be 500. Then I'm not bad. You know, and it was like, I was worried about all the wrong things. And I really think that's something that has really helped me as a coach. Like, I see a lot of things like looking back. It was like, you know, my senior year, uh, you know, my coach, uh, Jergens literally was like, Oh, you're a lefty. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, you're going to start wrestling lefty from now on. And like, he literally for like the last two months of my senior year of college, I completely wrestle a different way than I ever did before. But now when I'm coaching, it's, like, so easy to work with lefties because I've done I've done so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had these roadblocks, these mental blocks as an athlete, and it's like, yeah, did I see all the success that I want to? No, but I could help try to avoid those roadblocks for my athletes. And I just really mm-hmm. see, like, I feel like I was just, like, meant to to be coaching. Like, I just, like, love every minute of doing it and uh yeah that's another reason why we're trying to start our training center just to do it a little more and you know in, in a in an awesome way help our community and try to monetize it because you know there's there's not like there's not a lot of like financial gain i, I think it, in, a, in coaching youth you know i put in i think it was like over 240 hours you know over the season so it is very time consuming and now that i'm starting a family and things like that i need to be able to monetize it in some way to justify spending all this time with other people's kids instead of, you know, my future kids. So yeah. that kind of adds into yeah. uh, why we're starting the training center. Like if we could simultaneously help kids in our community and, you know, reap some some kind of financial benefit.
0: I, I think that's interesting to bring that up, too, is I um, I wanted to talk about, you know, Juergens a little bit as far as like, is there stuff you learned from him as a coach and, and to kind of give you guys listening, me and Connor wrestled together in college, at Augustana college, our head coach, Eric Jurgens, um, wrestled at Iowa as a hell of a wrestler, um, runs young guns club with Jody strip Um, is there anything you kind of learned from his club and how to run that club or how to run practices and stuff like that? Um,
1: i mean obviously like the technique that he showed is, is like phenomenal mm-hmm. that's kind of why a lot of the things that i show is like nearly identical to the way that we were being showed in college because it's like it, it's just it kind of like what we talked about whenever we're, we're practicing certain things it's, like if you're doing it right it should feel pretty smooth and easy and it's like just te- getting these kids to that level like as quickly as possible like um and just like putting them in the fire, like going live a lot, wrestling hard a lot, you know, just like getting them kind of used to that idea of just competing as hard as you can. Um, you know, a lot of times our rooms, like we, we always do like little things like breaking days, you know, where it's just like, hey, and this is kind of like where it comes back to culture. Like we just really talk about how it's like a culture of like not being mm-hmm. a quitter. Like there's nothing worse than than quitting, right? So we kind of have those breaking days where it'll just be like, you know, at least once one day, maybe two days a year, everybody grabs a partner and I'm like, okay, I want to see who's the weakest link this year. I'm like, which one of you are going to quit first? I'm like, grab a partner and you're going to go until I say stop or we'll go until the first person quits. And, you know, it's one of those where Mm -hmm. the the mind will always break before the body type thing, because these are young kids, you know, 10 to 14. Mm -hmm. And it's like they'll be scrapping for 45 straight minutes before but anyone and like i'm constantly egging them on like somebody's getting beat up they'll be like hey you can give up just say you quit and they're like no right and they keep going it's just like really putting them in those environments like to because then it's always like there is that like wrestling's a weird sport where it's not like it's not necessarily fun, but it's very satisfying cuz you know you put the time in, you put the effort in, you put the work in and you were you were tough while you did it. And it's like you kind of see these kids start kind of growing that like chip on their shoulder of like I just want to compete super hard, right? It's not about winning and losing, but I sure do freaking hate losing. You know, like um I want to find like ask questions and find ways to get better and things like that and it's like we you really start to see it right away and I think it's just because like the, the passion of our coaching staff i've got three other awesome coaches that like work around their nine to fives to come help out and it's like i, I think we 100 have like one one of the best rooms uh, in our state and we have a pretty good state like um we always talk about doing more with less like not not a lot of club influence in our area but still you know consistently uh being able to compete at a high level for this level you know in the end none of these kids are that good they're you know 13 or 14. But they're good for middle schoolers which is yeah. and we're preparing them for yeah. the next level which is, which is what we're looking for
0: that's pretty awesome and and you come from a good state for the folks who don't know illinois i mean it's top tier wrestling um midwest in general man you got good wrestling across the board um is there any any kind of state you kind of see that has kind of figured out how to develop wrestlers you're like man i wish we did that more or are you like, man? I wish we did less of this. Um, reason I ask is like, I in Colorado, for instance. I mean, you don't really see a ton of that stuff that I would see in Iowa or Illinois, as far as just the culture and everything else. Yeah, well,
1: well I mean, obviously, you know, Pennsylvania's the best. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not even much to argue. I mean, the NCAA's are this weekend. Illinois has the second most uh, D1 national qualifiers from like home from like home states. Mm-hmm. I think pennsylvania was at like 42 and illinois is at like 36. illinois has consistently won uh greco state at fargo for like you know 15 years or something like that like it arguably is one of the toughest states in in the nation for wrestling um one thing that uh i was reading about like why pa is so good and they actually have the most they've got like 50 there's like 50 colleges in pennsylvania with A wrestling program and it's kind of one of those things where you know people who go to college there end up kind of like staying in that area and it's like so that means you like every year you have you know you know 50 times 30 guys you know in the area living in PA or around PA that now have been practicing this sport in a super high level. And a lot of them like to go back and start coaching. So it's like that that high quality level of coach and just like the culture is like so different, you know, like they got that, they got like PA state results on like the nightly news out there, you know, where even still Mm -hmm. um, even in a place like Illinois, where it's very popular, I still don't see that same level um, of just kind of renown in the state. One thing that uh, Illinois does that is absolutely amazing that I like I would super recommend other schools to try to do this is that we have the IESA, which is the Illinois Elementary School Association, and we have like a it's like a full sanctioned thing just like high schools. So like we have a full like forty two match season. We have a full regional, full sectional, full state final. or state finals at uh, Northern Illinois University. They have like a walk of champions it's like it it is like one of the coolest experiences for these kids and i truly think that it's one of the reasons why we get so many kids involved because my cousins are over in uh coach in indiana and you know they kind of have like it's like six dual meets in a conference tournament and it's over and it's like so much different it's Mm -hmm. like we've got kids getting you know you know i i had three kids in the state finals this year and they all had close to 50 matches you know that's like a full like real season and and it's just a matter of time like you got that many kids wrestling that much it's just a matter of time for them to be good and um i would i think that's the best thing and another thing that's huge for us is that kids can wrestle club which is the ikwf that's the illinois kids wrestling federation and they could wrestle iesa which is middle school but what they do is they put um regional sectionals and state on the same days at the same times so essentially what kids need to do is that they need to declare, you know, they need to pick which one they're gonna go to. And the reason mm-hmm. why that's good is, I mean, hands down the IKWF has, like the kids are more a little more talented because a lot of these kids have been club doing mm-hmm. it since they're in like, you know, fifth, five, six years old, where a lot of my kids are starting mm-hmm. in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. So the quality's there, and it's not necessarily because all these kids are that much better, they've just been doing it for longer. But what it does is gets a lot of kids wrestling because if if all the club kids were able to go to all of the middle school stuff then it would just be club kids just like beating the crap out of everybody and now we have a lot of kids you know a lot of the best iesa kids they do club but their school also happens to have a middle school and you know like one of our, our one of our state champs this year what, took fifth at tulsa nationals and he was like he's a big club kid but he just likes the school environment. And I think it also like, I think it's easier on parents. There's way more dual meets instead of these like long 12 hour tournaments on Sundays. And it's just like a great experience just to get a lot of kids
0: wrestling. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's something I, I've just noticed with seeing, you know, your, your, your posts and everything about these middle school kids. I'm like, what a cool experience that is. Like if I was that age, I mean, yeah, I'd love to compete for my school. You know, and have that, that walk of, walk of champions you talked about. I mean, if you could go back to seventh grade, Connor, you know what I mean? Like, what would you yeah. do? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: that's that's what I'm saying. And, and one thing that I think is just really awesome is that, like, this room. So I, I teach at the school that I went to. So, like, I started in seventh grade. And you know, now I am, I wasn't any good, you know, but, um, I'm <laughs> back at my school helping kids who are walking through the same hallways as me. And it's, it's just really fulfilling to see how many kids are, are really buying in Not Like I said, we're getting like all state kids at the high school level, kids going to college and, you know, 50% of, uh, Downers Grove, North and South, where our kids go, you know, start wrestling at Jefferson, which is the goal, you know? So we're seeing like, um, that kind of like, replicated success i know now it's not a fluke we've been consistently turning out kids that are tough and that really started building my confidence into kind of starting our own little training center and try to compete against a lot of these good guys because you know just like how we need to build confidence in these kids like i feel like i started to really build confidence in myself of like you know, it's not about like the age group. Like I feel confident that I'm a good coach and that I could find a way to reach kids and help them get better. So I might as well, like, I'll, I'll bet on myself and kind of try to try it out on my own and just see how it
0: goes. I mean, let's, let's talk about the war dog, uh, RTC. Let's talk about it. So did that come about with you and you and Danny just being like, Hey, let's just, does he, does he coach school with you or how did that come about? So he
1: coaches at the high school that a lot of my kids feed into, but the reason mm-hmm. this really started uh, was last year um, we were coaching at the middle we uh, like I volunteered to coach at the middle school national duels, and um, you know a pro- a problem with combat sports in general is that I think like there's that general vibe of you need to be an incredibly good wrestler yourself in order to coach anybody to be good in wrestling, right? That's kind of just like a common thing. Like the first thing is that, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're inviting clinicians in, nobody cares how good of a coach you are. It's like, well, how many national titles did you win? You know, and I think that's Mm -hmm. super flawed. And I think what that does is pro, like kind of inhibits people like me or people like you who can impact all these kids and can grow the sport from like having that confidence to, you know, say like, hey, I could do this. I can, I can coach. I could show this just like this guy does. Or I, if I, if I don't know how, I can learn. You know, there's so much, so many resources. Mm-hmm. So last year at the middle school national duels, it was like all middle school champs. I created this team, and um, but I knew people weren't going to buy in unless we had some sort of big names. So I asked Ryan Prater and Jordan Blanton, who are two of like two of the most renowned Illinois wrestlers. These are guys that Danny wrestled with in college, like Ryan. Uh, uh, Jordan and Ryan are running in a, a phenomenal Relentless Training Center out up in Northern Illinois. You know, they were, uh, I think Ryan Crater was a Big Ten finalist and Blanton was a multiple-time state champ from Illinois and like a four-time All-American from U of I. I mean, like some of the best dudes to go through Illinois, right? And they're great dudes. were coaching together. And as we're coaching and doing warm-ups and like shouting from the corner, like we were yelling the exact same stuff we were seeing the same things. Like I was saying things that they were saying. And like, I think that moment was like, I could for sure help kids get to like an elite level. You know, I'm, I'm more than just like coaching fundamental stuff. Like I feel like I really understand the sport and and it, it gave me that confidence because I was standing next to these guys who are a thousand times better than me. But that doesn't necessarily mean they can coach better than me. That doesn't necessarily mean I can, I can reach kid. they can reach kids better than me, which is what it's all about. It doesn't, you know, in the end, a lot, these kids don't care how good you are. Like, do you connect with them? Can you show them stuff that will make them successful? And, um, you know, I think we see a, a similar thing at the D3 level with Joe Norton and North Central, you know, Joe, Joe Norton is not some multiple time Olympian or national champ or anything. And he has one of the best programs in the nation. And I think if we, as a sport, can kind of get past that idea of you need to be great as an individual in order to help kids become great, I think it would grow the sport and would give more people the confidence to, you know, help kids in their community if, if they
0: still have a love for the sport, you know? That's uh, really interesting you talk about that because I mean, uh, having played football as well, I think kind of got over that a little bit. You're seeing guys who never played college football. You're seeing guys who like played lacrosse or something like that, or played at the D3 level coaching in the NFL. And what you bring up with coaching wrestling is, and I think this is like the skills you have, you know, like lesson planning, you know, and that's part of like planning, planning practices. You know, you as a teacher have a different insight with that. And then other stuff that I didn't even realize when I was wrestling that I've now impl- like implemented is like film study. Yeah. You know, it's like how, how much that just changes the game a little bit. So that's interesting you talk about that. And I think that's um, a good perspective to have, too. Like, do you feel mentally now where you're at versus you in college? Like, do you feel like you know more, just see it differently? Yeah. what, I mean, what, what has changed for you?
1: It really changes once you get to a, like, from a competitor's position to a coach's position. I mean, a lot of it is just like Mm -hmm. interpersonal skills, like learning to connect with kids and like, they all kind of work a little differently. You know, like what makes one kid tick is something different. Like what motivates one kid is not what motivates another kid. It's it's finding ways Mm -hmm. to, you know, connect with these kids and and kind of get the most out of them.
0: Yeah. So with War Dog, um, is do you guys have a place you're going to be training out of, or where where can people find you?
1: So our fur our for our first session is going to be two months long, and we're we're able to train out of Jefferson. Our district's being really great and allowing mm-hmm. us to rent that space. Um, but long term, we're going to hopefully get our own brick and mortar location, and I think that's what would give us a lot more legitimacy. Um, the first thing that we need to do right now is we're we're predominantly like Woodridge and Downers Grove kids. Where Danny and I coach. Mm-hmm and what we really need to focus on is getting kids competitive you know like no but no random person who pretty much everyone who's joining knows us personally in some way right um the only way to get kids who don't know you is to show up and start winning right and to to show that it's like hey we can train kids and we and we can be competitive we can make your kid good so we were completely aware that our first year everyone's gonna be like who the hell are these two guys but um you know yeah. we were able we were able to get um my, our my my friend sebastian pk on he was a d1 wrestler uh multiple times, state finalist and state champ from illinois so we at least have some people with like those accolades that everyone looks for but i think that we're going to go right out the gate to like really start developing kids at, at a super you know at a super reasonable rate and like just kind of like get a lot of kids in the community involved which will therefore make our middle school better. And therefore will make our high school better, which will get more kids thinking, wow, the like this town is good at wrestling, which gets more people involved. And like, we're really hoping it kind of snowballs that way. And the only way to get better is to, to just do it. You know, like we have a lot of phenomenal clubs in Illinois, whether you look at Izzy style or spar or ISI, you know, Uh, really, really big, uh, popular nationally known clubs. And it's like, well, we're still going to step to the line and compete. You know, that's the only that's the only way you can do it. So um, we know it might be hard the first couple of years, but that's how it always is. You got to at least try to do it and go for it.
0: And uh, when when you start a club, is there stuff you got to register? What are some things people should know if they are looking to start a wrestling club? Uh, I mean, it's actually USA Wrestling has made it incredibly easy.
1: I think it was like one hundred ninety five bucks to charter a club um and then we we put down a uh put down the address for our location and then they gave us like so like we're insured as a program and then as long as kids get a usa wrestling card which is like 50 bucks that like covers the insurance which is one of the biggest biggest issues the second biggest jump is just finding a location you know because um, retail space to rent is is a lot especially Unless you're one of those big time clubs, like you're, you're not going to be making the amount of money you need to even like cover your cover your rent. So either start. I know a lot of like more rural areas, they like have some kind of donor who has like a giant pole barn where they have. Like we don't really have that in the in, a, in the suburbs where we're at. So we're starting in a school, and um, we're after we kind of get our numbers down and we kind of know how many kids we're consistently getting in our spring, summer, and fall um, sessions. Our goal is to try to meet with some some local gym owners and different things like that to see if they have some space where, you know, they could take part of our profits or we can like pay them some rent or something like that. Just cause you definitely build some more legitimacy when you have your own kind of brick and mortar space and we're not just training out of a junior yeah. high, you know? So that's yeah. kind of our next goal in the next year or two to try to make this like a viable business. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like that's usually, um, at least for me, like some clubs have been out of the barns like that, and they've been cool spots. And there was one, there was like high level, and it was just out of somebody's house. They just literally just got this house, kicked down the doors and and uh, walls, and we're just putting mats in there. And <laughs> that's all it was. Yeah. And you, you kind of you get you get down to it. Like with wrestling, it's like you look at what these Dagestani people have, what they're training with, and you're like, man, it's nothing. The room, the room itself is created by the coaches and the wrestlers. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's like for it. it's for sure you know like I mean? a poor, like,
1: it's for sure a poor man's sport. You don't need a lot. You just need yeah, some mat space
0: yeah. and another person. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know if you can re- wrestle some bears when you're a kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. So, um, I, I, I'm curious as well, man. Like, what's what's your guys' next steps? Are you guys can, competing in freestyle Greco? Yeah. Because um, you just finished out Folkstyle state, and you guys took fifth, correct?
1: Yeah, we took we took fifth as a team, which was awesome. We had five plate. We brought six down and had five placers, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we had three kit. We had three finalists, which was great. Our second state champ in our past three seasons. So, um, we're excited to kind of keep building from there. Right now, we'll, we're starting, actually, like, two weeks from, uh, we're starting March 28th. We're going to be going freestyle in Greco, um, trying to help some kids qualify for Fargo. And, um, you know, what's nice is in Illinois, we have a lot of, like, small developmental uh, camps and things like that and tournaments. So... Our goal is just to, for our middle schoolers, just like fundamentals, kind of learn the basics. You know, a lot of those kids just got done with their first season of Folk. And now we're kind of switching to a whole mm-hmm. new whole new world with Freestyle and Greco. So, um, yeah, our, our next steps are just to, you know, get the guys in the room and start training. Like, we, we've gotten a lot of support from our high school coaches. I think it's nice for them to, like, know that it's two guys that they trust will be teaching things the right way. So, they're pushing a lot of the high school kids mm-hmm. there. I've got access to, you know, obviously promoting it at the middle school level. And, um, you know, what's nice is that since we've been a pretty competitive middle school level, I've been reaching out to other coaches in the area saying, hey, I'm starting uh, my own thing. And a lot of coaches have been interested. So, you know, I think we've got about 56 kids signed up, which seems pretty awesome for, you know, our first couple days.
0: Yeah, 56 kids, that's that's pretty good. That's good numbers, man. Yeah, we we Um, thought we were going to have like 10. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Especially, I think, like, I don't know if you've had this problem post pandemic. Have you, like, struggled with numbers and stuff? Um,
1: we did maybe my first year back, right after COVID. My first year back, we had like mm-hmm. probably 60 kids, but again, um, well, I mean, this year we were close to 80 again. So when I first started, we mm-hmm. would have like 35 to 40 kids, and again, it's just that kind of like you know, kids want to be a part of something, and as long as you just bring it up to everybody you see all day long, like eventually people start showing up. And now it helps that we've had a lot of competitive success. You know, we go to our six elementary schools at the beginning of every uh, wrestling season to try to promote like our fifth and sixth graders to join. Like one thing that we've never had an issue with is numbers, and I think that's just because. I just try to get literally everybody to join. Cause you never know who's going to end up, especially at this level, man, like you never know who's end up going to end up being tough. I have kids who are like, Oh, yeah. and 30 their first three years that are like qualifying for Fargo. And I've had kids who are state finalists that didn't even get past their sophomore year. So you really need to keep your eyes open of like, again, it's not about the competitive success at this level. Like, obviously we want kids to be competitive, like in any sport, that's the goal or like you want to win. But I think we just put a, a big emphasis on like being a part of a team, buying into the culture and just like wanting to improve and wanting to get better. And, you know, so far it's been, it's been working all right so far.
0: That's awesome, dude. Um, I, I just got some, couple more questions for you. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. curious, but you, we've been, we've been talking about, Creating the fun, creating the culture and stuff. And you talk playing dodgeball, which I think is a wrestling staple. Are there any other games you found that any other coaches could use that kind of develop skills as well as make it fun?
1: Uh, I mean, like, I feel like all of our high schools always start with speedball. We've got way too many kids to do that in our room. But uh, it's when you, know, you can only take three mm-hmm. steps, then you got to throw the ball, kind of like soccer. Um, uh, wrestling mm-hmm. chess is always fun where you get like each team picks a king or a queen and they're allowed to be on their feet while everyone else is a pawn and if you get you know if you get pinned you're out so uh the the game the game ends if all the pawns are down or if the king or queen or if if your king gets pinned so that's always fun just kind of getting them like doing some mat wrestling um in like a fun way um we actually just started our little kid um we just started our, our little kids club, the little Wolverines for like kindergarten through fifth. And that is a whole nother world I'm not, I was, that I wasn't ready for. But like we gamified like everything, you know, like if we if we said, hey, we're going to do top bottom out. All the kids would be groaning. And then I would be like, OK, we're going to play mm-hmm. evil backpack. And that literally is like we would just say you're an evil backpack and you, like an evil backpack. You can't get off your back. And they literally were doing top, yeah. bottom, out, But we were just calling it evil backpack like a game. And they were like, <laughs> you know, like, oh. so it's like, yeah. or like we're talking about, the, you know, it's like we do takedown king. And they're like, oh, we're like, well, let's try to get your partner on their belly. And then like, the, the belly game, you know, and then all of a sudden they're like wrestling and taking shots. You know, it's like as long as you just like keep it like for the super low levels, it's like all fun and fundamentals. The middle school levels, it's like you want to push them just enough that they're like really starting to learn the sport but i mean if you're gonna be a hardo, like even in college we had days off you know like if you're gonna be a hardo every day it's just a matter mm-hmm. of time before kids start hating it so trying to break it up with some fun uh we always like over winter break every year we always do like our wrestling games through games of like toughness skill and wit where we do like terrible towel or mm-hmm. ram fights or things like that that just like build physicality and competition like everything that we do is a competition, everything that we do has some sort of physicality to it.
0: And the, you know, the kids always enjoy doing that. So that's awesome. That's, that's some cool stuff. I think, you know, a lot of people can implement. I I think there is definitely a struggle with like you, like you said, let's teach top bottom out. And then you wonder why kids are like grown in, but also not paying attention and stuff like that. Uh, That's pretty awesome stuff, brother. my my kind of last question, and this is not my kind of my last question for you, boss. Is there anything you would give to your past self when you were first starting out? Any coaching advice you would first give yourself? Hmm. To be honest, I'd probably, I would probably
1: think of like scaling earlier. Like I think I probably would have started something like, you know, this training center earlier. Just because it's like... Now that I know, because like every year the, at the, my first few years, like there was a lot of like, you know, and, and it's, so, it's so stupid because it's like, it's just middle school. It doesn't really matter, right? But it's one of those things where like I know in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter, but to these kids, it's like everything, right? So my first couple of years, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe that was a fluke. Like, oh, we had another decent year. Like, oh, we're getting a little bit better. Oh, you know, like, and I feel like if I had to like would... I feel like if I would have just, like, started our little training center earlier, like, the snowball would have been rolling even more. Like, I think I just lacked confidence and like, I think, like, in the past few years since, like, COVID, I've been trying to think more, like, entrepreneurial, too. So that really kind of, like, changed my outlook of, like, how can I scale this? Like, I think that I do have a valuable skill that people in the area want. Like, how can I kind of, you know, try to, like, turn this into, like, a legitimate side hustle? I know that's not maybe from a coach's perspective, but I think it's from a you know making it something that's like worth your while and not just something you know you're volunteering just three four hundred hours for and you know at the end of the year yeah. it's like great you know like it, it's one of those like it, it just becomes unsustainable that way like i won't be able to put that same amount yeah. of time in if i know i'm not also providing for like my kids and my family and in, in, in some kind of way
0: you know yeah that's 100 percent and that's that's something to think about and something that um i think you know, a lot of people in our day and age, we really got to think entrepreneurially, really, you know, how can I commodify my hobby <laughs> a little bit too? So, yeah. Um, I just want definitely. to give you the floor floor right now, brother. Um, I guess I just want to give you the floor, you know, anything you want to plug, anything you want to say, any places people can find you, um, get involved with war dog training center.
1: Uh, yeah. So that's just war dot wrestling.com, man. Uh, you, we, we could always take some follows. Uh, we got War Dog Wrestling RTC. Uh, our middle school one is JJH Wrestling. But, I mean, doesn't really matter. It's middle school wrestling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It matters to me. It yeah. matters to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are the skunk badgers, correct? Oh uh, skunk
1: bears. Yeah. So that was another thing with like skunk buy-ins. bears like okay. buying kit, having kids buy in. So we're the Wolverines and like we we would always say hammers hammer because we're like we say you start looking thinking like a hammer. Everything looks like a nail, like having some swagger, you know, and the kids eat that up. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, did you know another name for a Wolverine is a skunk bear? And I was like, awesome. And like from that day on, like once you become a state qualifier, you kind of qualify like you graduate from being just a petty wolverine and now you're a hammer and skunk bear and we got these shirts that say hammer and skunk bears and it's the best because it sounds so like goofy and then downstate everyone's like who the hell are these hammer and skunk bears hammering everybody you know i just i just love it
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's i gotta give you one of those shirts dude <laughs> yeah, um, for sure, yeah i know it's earned it's it's earned though it's earned though but you know i'll do some push-ups for it maybe <laughs> Well, yeah. hey, brother, I appreciate you coming on this podcast. Um, like I said, visit those guys, wardogtrainingcenter.com. Or is it wardogwrestling? Uh, War yep, wardogwrestling.com. Wardogwrestling. Okay, wardogwrestling.com, guys. If you guys are looking for good wrestling coaches, these guys are both, they're, you know, they talk, Connor's talking down on himself. Maybe he has a college wrestler. He had heavy freaking hands. He was always tough to wrestle in the room. Beat the shit out of me. You're going to get some good coaching there, so. Um, check them out, guys. i um, really excited for you, man. I, I'm going to be checking in on you. Thanks. So thank you.
1: Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it.